Thank you for joining me. I'm Ellie Singer with KTLF with another Partner Ministry podcast. And in the studio with me, I have Andrew with Tapestry Ministry, or is it Tapestry Worship? What do you call that, Andrew? Tapestry Worship, Tapestry either one. Worship. Mm-hmm. And while this would be her second interview, our second podcast, um, I'd like you to go back and kind of relay the, the foundation of what Tapestry is all about, um, your mission, your vision. Mm. And if you would share that for people that may have missed that first podcast. Yeah, would you mind definitely. Okay. Yeah, Tapestry Worship is a nonprofit worship music organization that I started about a year and a half ago because I really have a passion for worship music. But I, I want to see uh, worship music that is more creative, more interesting, represents more of the sounds and the styles and the genres in the body of Christ, but is also more theologically sound. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a nutshell, worship music is a nonprofit record label that is dedicated to bringing better worship music to the body of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, focusing on the next generation of Christians. Um, so what we're doing this year and what we've already done um, is we're recording worship music from a handful of singers and songwriters and artists in a local Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, four artists, their names are Aaron McLean, Jonathan Puckett, Peter Schmidt, and Corey Ard. And they cover a wide variety of styles. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go onto our YouTube page, you'll see that uh, several of these videos are already posted, already released. Um, and there's um, many more videos to come uh, mm-hmm. this year and in, in future years, really. The plan is to continue to uh, move forward and expand on the styles and the artists. And the unique thing about Tapestry is whether it's uh, whether it's the gospel music of Aaron McLean or the hip hop music of Corey Ard or the indie music of Jonathan Puckett or with Peter Schmidt his music is more sort of folk with like cinematic elements it's really interesting you have mm. to hear it um, but regardless of the style the unique the unique thing about Tapestry is that every word passes through a uh, a special proprietary theological review system. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have actual pastors who are looking at all of the lyrics so that you know, you can trust that if you see a tapestry worship song, Mm -hmm. whether it's from artist A or artist B, you can trust that it's been theologically reviewed. Um, And that is a process that we're really excited about. Um, Haven't really been able to find a whole lot of people who are bringing that uh, like real strong theological review process to the um, really the the kind of music that the next generation is is listening to. Um, so we're we're excited to see it all come together. I some of my favorite moments have just been worshiping with this music. You know, I, there have been several yeah. sessions. We we record all of our stuff in live sessions, and I've had the privilege of being able to stand back and worship with Aaron's music in a live context and Jonathan's music in a live context. For for Peter's session, I actually conducted, we had a chamber orchestra accompany nice. his his group. Um, and that was really fun. Really so nice, I had the yeah. privilege of being able to conduct this chamber orchestra. You know, we had, we had his group with, you know, uh, drums and guitars and oh, bass wow. and singers, but then to accompany that, to give it sort of the cinematic sound, because Peter is actually a full-time film composer. And that's an example of something that I thought would would be really um, really represent Tapestry's brand well. Yeah. He, there's 
you know, in the world of worship music, you don't encounter a whole lot of worship songs that have a little bit of that film score feeling. Like, yeah, to it. he's obviously the one with the cinematic vibe to his, his music, which is yeah. great. Yeah, so in his session, we had some strings, some oh, woodwinds. Oh, nice. It was so cool. Especially when you talk about the whole orchestra thing that mm-hmm. is part of that. One funny little story. So we were talking with some people after, after the session was over, and people were, you know, so... Just, just loving it so much, um, and uh, I put together a a brand ambassador team of um, people who are in the target demographic, mm-hmm. and um, one of them has um, something called synesthesia. So, if you don't know what synesthesia is, it is. And I don't want to get this right. It's it's where your brain sort of combines multiple senses. So when you when you hear music. A lot of times, people with synesthesia will see colors, right? Right. right. Um, so this person, um, I was talking with her um, way before Peter's session, and she said that all worship music, you know, it's really not not a knock on worship music, but um, uh, so much of worship music looks the same, which right. is so interesting. You know, like some yeah. a lot of people will say a lot of worship music sounds the same, yeah. but for her, she sees a lot of the same colors wow. when she hears worship music. And after Peter's session, I was like, so what did you see? <laughs> and she was like, it it looked different. It, it was really cool. Wow. So I thought that was a, sort of a cool little anecdote. And What I is mean, that called again? Synesthesia. synesthesia. I thought that sort of like encapsulated a little bit of tapestry in a nutshell. You know, we're, No kidding. You could even say like we're trying to find worship music that looks different. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a great gift to have actually that the whole yeah, synesthesia. I don't, to, I don't have it so I have no idea what it's like. And I'd heard years and years ago from an artist by the name of Phil Driscoll that he, he was talking about a museum or something in Canada that seemed to have captured that hmm. where the music was colors and and it became visual wow. you know so that is so cool i mean i love that that had to be an interesting conversation with her yeah yeah for sure so, and for her to be able to wow that's mm-hmm. just i just think that's cool and especially that his music the cinema guy you know mm-hmm. the, the cinematic musician that it was even her senses were even more keen toward toward that yeah and part of the heart of tapestry is you know we we feel like the the music that we use to praise god and to sing about god i mean god is you know the a a creator god who created the universe and there's like god is um you know the, the most beautiful thing that our hearts can ever ever imagine you know and and the the beauties and the glories and the majesty and the splendor of god depicted in the bible is you know that that transcends anything that we can even see of his created order so the music that we use to praise him i feel should be the most beautiful music that we can even conjure in our 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 artistic you know artistic sensibilities and so that's that's part of the heart you know really tapestry is trying to find the most creative music that we can possibly find and in in the process really serve the next generation of christians um so and with all the music bring it under this theological umbrella so you you can know you can trust that it's you know mm-hmm. it's theologically it's doctrinally orthodox and sound mm-hmm. one cool example of that recently is um we're starting to really really fine-tune our theological review process um, with our pastors, the the way that they look at the lyrics, the you know the way that's presented to the artist, mm-hmm. and um, we we were actually, we were able to sit down recently with our uh, our editor in chief 
and um, our our hip hop artist for our mm-hmm. session. We have a session coming up um, with Corey Ard, and that was so cool seeing you know an artist like Corey Ard who is genuinely concerned about the theology of his lyrics mm-hmm. and someone who is an expert in that working together. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's something that I think is so cool seeing those two worlds collide. Yeah, you know, an expert in theology, an expert in music, both Christians, both trying to serve the Lord together. And, um, you know, that doesn't happen enough. So, uh, so often in the music world, those two worlds are siloed. Mm-hmm. Don't ever get to use, you know, their expertise to create something that can really serve the church. So mm. that, was, that was cool to see. And we're starting to see that. And, you know, our, our hope is to see much more of that with, yeah. with tapestry and with worship music. Maybe a little more... Sort of, um, I'll just grab the word trailblazing. I want to back up a little bit in the conversation because I'm I'm still fascinated by this whole synesthesia thing. Yeah. Uh, the, and the thing you were talking about too, with all the different styles that you represent in worship music, it's not, you know, it, it shouldn't be homogenized. And we're talking about the creator. Something came to mind when you were talking about that just a, a few minutes back that, uh, not really minutes, but how um, I thought of, wasn't it Michelangelo that said, uh, he had, I saw that angel in there and I had to get him out the carving, wasn't mm-hmm. that? Um, I'm probably paraphrasing yeah. him. And it sounds like with tapestry, something you said brought that to mind. I hadn't thought of that in forever because that's the same thing that seems to be happening mm. with tapestry and with your music, with pure worship, being able to be represented in all the different genres, be it hip hop or folk or rock, or I don't even know if you have a, a rock artist, but you know, considered mm-hmm. rock format. Mm-hmm. But it sounds a lot like that's what's happening with tapestry. That yeah. it, It's actually kind of in the beginning stages that this is being We'll use the word chiseled, I guess, you know, just for lack of me coming up with a better word right mm. now. But that that sounds like a lot like Michelangelo with the angel. Yeah. If there's one thing that I think tapestry can contribute to the world of worship music, it's imagination, <laughs> you know? And yeah. I think a, a lot of people, even, even artists, even the most creative um, musical minds in the church right now, um, a lot of times what I hear is, well, I write Christian music, but I don't really write worship music. And it's like, well, why not? I mean, your Christian music is so good, so creative. Mm-hmm. Let's worship with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think sometimes uh, we need some imagination to break out of this, um, you know, the, the sort of the homogeny. Yes, um, and absolutely. you know, again, not a knock on the music that we worship with. I think a lot of the music that we worship with is really well done. Um, but there's so but, much more know, to I explore. We, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. and I think even um, even our churches can can have some imagination. You know, this the there are so many so many emotions in the Psalms that can honestly be captured, maybe more um uh more precisely by mm-hmm. different genres yep. and you know even thinking of one hip hop um some of the um some of the music that i've heard um in hip hop can honestly capture some of the emotions in the psalms um better than uh, some of the genres even the even the genres I... in worship 
Uh, I get it, yeah. So. I, I and because David, you know, and in, in the Psalms, you get what's like, smite him, God, and I mean, he's just pouring his heart out before God, and then ends up in praise every time too. Mm. But I, I would agree with you that the the message, whatever the the situation is, you're not going to sing some sweet soft ballad about going through the trenches, you know, you know that that it's yeah that can be. But I I agree with that. I think that's great. Something that you said, I think if we're going to be real about it, I think a lot of the church is maybe fearful of imagination. And yet we are created in the image of who? The penultimate, you know, Mm. the ultimate creator. So for people, and, and I don't know how many people come to you heading up tapestry that maybe feel like you've kind of, clip their wings for them and they're free to fly in that thing that's been stirring in them already. Mm. But they weren't sure, you know, it's like, do I dare step out in this? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that, do you find that with some of your artists that you find them actually being freed up a little bit more with their style, wondering it's like, can God use this? Cause this is what I got. Oh yeah. And yeah. this is the thing that's strong where you kind of open up the lid for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things we did, um, with with Corey, who's the hip hop artist, um, we were talking with Corey, and uh, um, you know, I was, I was sort of sharing this vision that I, I feel like hip hop um, is something that the church needs, and especially the next generation is uh, Christians who are eighteen years old right now, who who love hip hop, and there's a lot of them, mm-hmm. don't really have an opportunity or a whole lot of opportunities to worship God with the music that they love. Um, and he is an, an amazing artist. He has such an incredible gift. And, uh, if tapestry hasn't done anything else, um, I, it, all it's done is really encourage him to, uh, to write a new song. And Mm -hmm. in, in this next session, um, we're going to be able to record a song that we commissioned him to write. Um, combining, combining hip hop. What's that? Can you say what it's for? Like you commissioned him to write, there must be a purpose if yeah, it's for it's, a production. It's a new, you're really, be doing it's, a, it's a it's a commissioned uh, worship song that incorporates his hip hop mm-hmm. uh, genre, um, and really, how can we combine hip hop and worship? You know, let's do it. Go, <laughs> you know, let's yeah. and and let's try it. And and at first, I think it was it was hard for him to imagine because he's never done it before. He's never heard it. He's been in this genre for many many years in Christian hip hop. Yet he hasn't seen it done. His horizons um, are being expanded then too. With yeah, that. so I, I think that's something that we can, um, you know, even just encourage artists. What really what tapestry does? Uh, tapestry does two things. Tapestry curates and it cultivates. Um, so tapestry is curating worship music. What worship music is already out there? Um, how can we bring sort of like a museum? You know, you mentioned a museum, right. like a museum or a gallery, how can we bring these pieces of art into one centralized space, one, uh, one platform, and, and share it with the world so that when you're, when you're in this room, you don't see one, one song, one artist, you see um, you know, many come together. Yeah. And, um, and, but then also cultivating you know, commissions, encouragement. You know, maybe we need to use a little bit of imagination to do something that hasn't been done yet. Yes. Um, so Tapestry is doing both of those things. And, oh, that's awesome. you know, what we've already seen so far this year, uh, it's it's been pretty cool. 
Um, and we want to do more of that moving forward. Because yeah, so, gear musicians, it's like, yeah, that's a cookie cutter, and we're reshaping it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in in many ways, what you're doing, you said something when you said though, when you've commissioned like Corey, the mm-hmm. hip hop artist, when you've commissioned him to write a song, mm-hmm. is that with uh, a production you'll be doing in mind, or simply just to do a song? For the label, for the record label. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just for the to latter. Do, just to do no, uh, the latter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Tapestry Worship at YouTube is where they can hear all the artists because you've got them under yeah. that umbrella. That's, they don't that's need the to look up spots. each individual artist because that's a lot to keep track of. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So people, that's pe- curiosity is peaked. They go to where? The website is tapestryworship.com. and you can find us on any social media platform, including, um, you know. YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, not MySpace, I'm guessing. And not, not MySpace. <laughs> no, we still have to that go on MySpace. Joke. That's my that's my to do list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have but, to yeah. do. Is it, it how how far down on the to do list? It's pretty is far. It? Yeah. Yeah. It's, because I, I think I'm, I think I missed getting to that item about 15 years ago. <laughs> you have to you have to bring a leaf blower to blow some of the dust off of MySpace, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>